Okay, I'm now live. Hi, this is Elliot Fisherman. Welcome to uh, Thursday, October 13th. Very busy day. I had started with morning conf. I started reading films, then I had morning conference with the residents in for 91 minutes. Then I've been had another meeting, then I read films, then I'm reading films, it'll be a long day. So I hope everyone's doing okay. Middle of November, it's raining out here, but uh, who knows. Now, um, we have been putting a lot of cool stuff on CTSS. We just had papers published using cinematic rendering with virtual reality, augmented reality, HoloLens, Microsoft. We also showed um, using multiple data sets like PET and CT, how with cinematic rendering, that may be a very valuable thing. Someone asked to show what the, how you look at the um, virtual reality. This is the Supreme set. This is the HoloLens. The problem is these are $3,500. The old one, I had to take my glasses off. This one, you can wear your glasses because you're like a pilot. You could put it down. I could ref You can see what I'm seeing twice, but it's pretty comfortable, you know, kind of big, kind of expensive. I think one of the challenges messes up your hair, as if I need an excuse for messing up my hair. One of the challenges with HoloLens is the price tag of $3,500 to $4,000. That makes it really, really hard. Have multiple users and you can develop it that way. So I think as people work and try to get cheaper products, I think that'll be a better. But I think uh, the HoloLens does prove sort of a concept. Often things are very expensive when they're being developed. And then when things are, seem they work, you can mass market them, mass produce them. And hopefully that's what'll happen. As you know, Microsoft probably will come out with new uh, variety of these products, but then also Apple keeps putting stuff away. Apple supposedly is doing it. Facebook has an Oculus. I know my daughter had one of the early pairs of uh, Oculus glasses. So it was pretty cool, I thought. So all of those things are happening in radiology, and um, things are hopefully by you a little bit more normal. We're still with masks in the hospital. I went to Louisville this week, which is also the topic of our talk, sort of. I was visiting a professor at University of Louisville. It was very nice being there uh, in Louisville, on the airplane, going to Louisville, from Louisville, airport, hotel. No one wore masks. I didn't see a mask. Anybody? The hospital, Louisville's like Baltimore. Come in, you got to put a mask on. All the usual things, and that was going to stay that way for a while. But I did have the visiting professorship. I was in person. I met with the residents, I then gave a grand rounds talk at lunchtime to the uh, faculty, residents, fellows, there was lunch, I mean it was box lunch of course. So um, there was a little bit more normalcy, we met, spoke with people, traveled, and I, that's why I put down visiting professorships is um, what's the future. And I want to really expand that, not visiting professorships, that's one thing, one person going one place. But what about CME in general? We have done CME successfully. Everyone has their license still online. You're watching me here, but you were watching me before COVID also. So it's always been the case that you are gonna have multiple ways of doing things in person and remote. Also, you know that Facebook Live, which we're doing, reaches 220 countries. We have followers all over the world I gave a talk last week, people in Yemen wanted me to give grand rounds there, which is very nice. I spoke two weeks ago Friday, I spoke in Egypt, in Cairo, at the Egyptian Radiological Society. Sure, I'd rather see the pyramids, but uh, 
you know, it was a lot faster than seeing the pyramids unless I, they were able to figure out how to do things like they do on Star Trek where you can just buzz me in, buzz me out. But it does make the point, will in-live meetings come back? Yes, they are back. People are going. The numbers aren't there in terms of people attending. And also the numbers aren't there in terms of the number of meetings. I ran four or five meetings a year for 30 years. I've not run a meeting since my meeting in um, June 2020 was canceled in, uh, in Nashville. So it's really a challenge. I mean, part of the challenges are travel is very expensive. So forget the person running the meeting. You or me, the attendee, airfare is amazingly high. I'm going to Miami, $1,000. Miami? Um, hotels, the rates are up 30%. Food is expensive. I mean, we know we, we're talking about inflation. You know, you're right. You look at your phone and you look at the stock market, which has been down like crazy because everybody is concerned about inflation, right? Every single person is worried and the Fed is raising their rates on and on and on. So it is a real challenge for all of us. So the expense of going to a meeting is much higher. The groups are much bigger. When you had small groups, you would have a lot more benefits. Big groups can't give everybody the same benefits, or they have to give everyone the same, but they don't. So you either, they don't give you meeting time, they give you vacation time. You could use it for meetings. And not that many places anymore give you time, give you money for the meetings. Remember, most groups paid for meetings. Academic institutions would give CPP, these accounts where you can go to meetings and stuff, but your CPP account has gotten smaller and smaller, or even when it stayed the same, the dues have gone up. American College of Radiology is $1,300. I got my RSNA dues, it was $625 or $675. I forget which one the other day. It used to be a few hundred bucks, so everything is getting more expensive. People have less funds. If radiologists are suffering, the technologists are really suffering. People are uh, people want to have technologists, but they recognize that it's really how much you're paying per hour to get the text, not how many benefits you give. People don't want to care if you're sending them to a meeting. They want to know that they're getting paid X dollars an hour and not X minus one. So all of that to me is a major problem. I think you could listen and stay home and watch things well, uh, watch pre-recorded lectures and everything else. You can get a lot of material but I don't think you learn as much because the enjoyment's not there. I think people loved going to meetings to listen to the talks, to get engaged, but also to meet other people, to chit chat what's good, what's bad, meet new people, see old friends. It became a tradition. I used to go to University of Pennsylvania meeting. They run great CME courses. And when I would go to their meeting, um, let's say the one I would go to in Martha's Vineyard, They'd have the same people there every year. People, the, the Penn course was part of their life. Maybe they didn't go every year, maybe they went every second or third year, but the people saying hello, everybody had been there 20 times before. So it was kind of people found their own meeting. They found the meeting in whether an Orlando person or a Las Vegas person. You know, when I was running courses, we had 35 years of courses, People would sometimes say to me at the end, you know, hey, Elliot, you know, I've been to 25 courses. This is the last one I'm retiring. It's things like that. But people, you would see the same people over and over. Maybe I thought, hey, maybe we're not teaching them well enough. They keep coming back to learn more. Maybe we taught them everything. They wouldn't have to come back. But it was great. It was just a lot of fun. And I think it's somewhat of a challenge now. Visiting professorships also have decreased. 
you used to do a lot of visiting professorships. Not that it ever was, it was always a lot of fun, but it's painful. You gotta go somewhere, you spend one day, they make you work day and night, and then you leave. So it was, it was a two, to two and a half day uh, bit of travel and stuff. But you'd meet friends, make new friends. I think the process of academics is training and teaching and learning. But now everyone is so busy working that, oh my God, I can't go to conference. I can't have a visiting professor. That guy's gonna tie me up. I won't be able to do my own work. It's just very, very hard to do everything when we're very busy, when things are very tight. So I think really we need to really think about what we're doing. We need to think about where things are going. I, I don't know what's your opinion. You can let us know. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at people here, Mahandri Upahaya, and I, I think he's um, in Nepal, if I remember correctly, and Braulio is in Peru. So, you, you know, people are all over it. I mean, it's hard to argue that people can watch us from countries thousands of miles away live. For this Facebook Live, most of the people who watch us, 99.9% .9 of the people who watch us will watch us during the week. Because what's good in Baltimore at 12 o'clock is too early in California, nine o'clock because you're really working. It's actually too busy here. My own techs who used to come in faculty, they're going to, they're reading cases. I have to go back and read cases when I finish this. It's just really difficult. How do we do things? How do we change things? How do we move things forward? I think that is going to be the biggest challenge. When people talk about burnout, physician burnout, I think part of it is burnout happens when it's the mundane over and over. When it's Groundhog Day, like that Bill Murray movie, where every day the clock would ring and everything would happen again. People do not like to be on Groundhog Day. It's a great, great movie. But people want change. People want variety. People want to go places, sit in meetings, meet people, chit chat, complain to total strangers, eat a donut, eat two donuts, go, walk, talk, whatever it is. I think all of those things have been under the gun the last couple of years. Now, will they come back? I think we're getting more toward normal but for me to run a course now, it's so expensive because of all the inflation. And I noticed that most people are charging something like $1,400 or $1,500 for two or three day courses because that's the only way you can survive. But that's double what I was charging for a four day course three years ago. So are people gonna pay that kind of money? That means you're, if you go to a three day course, you might be spending four or $5,000 between airfare, hotel, food, and the meeting registration. So I just don't know. We'd like to hear from you guys what you think. Are you going to meetings this year? Are you able to afford to go to meetings? Do you think you're able to go to meetings? What are you doing? What should we be doing? That's a great question. People ask me, am I going to run a course again? I did probably 200 of them. I don't know. I don't want to lose money. I don't need to make money, but I don't want to lose a lot of money. I just don't know. Are you ready to go to courses? Should we do it? What is it that we should do? Should we be that visiting professor? Should we be going out there and, and greeting the world and learning together and trying to go back? Um, you know, 
uh, it's kind of like that that movie Back to the Future. Are we going back to where we were for the future? I don't know. It's a great question, and uh, let us know what you think. And I'll be I'll stop there and you give us some comments and answers. I'll bring it up next time at my next talk a week from now, or in between we'll post it on Facebook Live or in the YouTube Live. Let us know, and we'll see you later, guys. Have a great day.